Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. Thank you for the intro. This is uh, Coach Pete, uh, episode number 37. What are we going to talk about? What are we talking about? First off, we're going to talk about a bunch of things that I kind of like, uh, I talk to myself about. Um, you know how you go on Instagram or you go on Google and you'll find memes. And uh, people always post up tons of memes. Like, you know, like, go get it and things will be better when you think about it better. Or, I, don't know, I made both of them. Well, go get it. I got it. But the other one I definitely, I definitely just made up. But there's some that are pretty re- relevant, you know. Um, but there's a lot of them that are garbage. <laughs> a lot of them are pretty garbage just because um, it's how you take it, right? You you may post it. You may make it. You may create the meme. You may put it uh, behind a picture with the quote on it on Canva. But you don't believe in it. So that's where it doesn't matter. That's when it's shit, Right, you read all these things to help you feel better, and that's just like a little spike of dopamine. That's just to make you feel good for a second, but you really don't believe in it. You don't take it to the next step to use it to take action with it. Right, and that's where we all have our faults, and that's why Instagram is great. You know, that's why it was. That's why Twitter was good because it was just little blurbs, and people would just you know put quotes up or funny little um, tweets and people would love it, right? And then Instagram came along and now you could do it on pictures. Um, was it someone, Was there another platform that you did that stuff on? I think that was it. Who knows? I forget. I know, well, Facebook was it, except now, you know, it's just a longer form of people doing it. You don't really see it. I used to do like um, little memes for working out, you know, some positive quotes and um, put people's, pictures from crank uh behind it so you know they could show it off to their friends and of course it's a form of marketing right and i would put it on facebook and then get a thousand likes and then uh, facebook changed the algorithm and you no longer get to see those pictures or videos unless you paid for it especially as a business but with that said um there's a couple that i presently saw that I thought was very good and had a lot of uh, value behind it. So that's kind of what I was going to talk about later on in a little bit today. Um, And I don't know. Let's see. What else? Nope. That's pretty much it because there's like a couple of them here. Uh, The book is out. So the book is uh, on pre-sale. I got a stack of them right here. So I'm just doing 10 a day because I have to write personal messages in each one, which is fucking cool, right? Because it actually feels like I'm talking to you guys or signing your yearbook. Um, Let me see. This is a pretty shitty form of marketing on its own. This is the 10 for today. right? I could show you who this one is. This one is Lindy. This one's for Lindy. This one is for... Who's this one? C. That's uh, Charisse. This one is Coach Bustos. Thank you guys. I'll just say three of them right now. Thank you guys for uh, purchasing. I don't want to say investing. Thank you for investing in your life. 
Say that shit. Remember that. Don't look at such shining up as a gym as a, an expense. Think of it as an investment. An investment in your life. Because that's what fitness is. It's making sure you invest into your life. Motherfucker, shut up. It's You're paying for something to feel good. You're not investing in your life. You're buying something. You're making someone buy something in order for them to reach a goal. How's that sound? That's what fucking personal training is. That's what fitness is, right? That's when you get a personal trainer and they go, hey, don't look at it as this investment. It's not an investment. Think of it as an investment in your life. Oh, no, wait. It's not an expense. Fitness and personal training is an investment into you. You're buying personal training to fucking feel good. That's all you're doing because you don't know what you're doing and you need some help. That's what training is, right? If you need training and you need personal training and you need help, you're going to fucking buy personal training in order to get your results faster. If you feel sick and you can't do it yourself, you're going to go to the doctor so he could give you medicine so you feel better faster, right? You're going to go get a pedicure and a manicure because you can't do it yourself because it's probably going to be a hot mess. So you let someone else do it. But it's not an investment to you. Shut up in your marketing scams. Fucking lingo. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) And that's it for today, everybody. That's uh, episode number 37. Pete is a fucking asshole. That's that's what he's saying today. Uh, Did I even press record? Yes, thank God. Thank God I did. Um... Obviously, I'm, I'm better still, so on a personal note, I'm still good. Uh, had a little, I think I had a cold or something like that, because the entire house has a cold right now. There's boogers and boogers upon boogers everywhere. My daughter's boogers are coming out of both sides. Phoenix had boogers and, like, watery eyes. Now, C-A-S-H. Natalie has a sore throat and definitely has boogers uh, coming out. So it's, uh, it's running around the house. I had it a little bit ago, um, I think. It wasn't really, I don't think I was sick at all, actually. Um, so... You know, knock, knock, knock. I always kind of survive. So it's uh, the, thanks for eating healthy and uh, protecting my immune system, I guess. So, um, yeah, on a personal note, I'm doing that. I'm actively looking for work, um, looking for just, like, personal training jobs because that's what I love, you know. I, I keep trying to, like, maybe I'll work at the supermarket. Maybe I'll work at Chick-fil-A. Maybe, this is what I, I do, guys, and I apply, and I apply. I don't get callbacks, but I apply. Right, and I go. Is this something that I want to do for the rest of my life? No, and I don't want to go back to something that's just like, here's a job to make money, right? Like I'm not here to do that. I'm here to figure shit out. And uh, as much as I kind of don't want a personal train, that's the only thing that I really like doing. Right? I like the connection with people. I like. I don't like the sales. I don't like getting up there and having to fucking sell someone a package, you know, and and force them into something that they might not want. You know, if you fucking want to train, you come train. That's the end of the story, right? If you need results and you need them faster, come see me. I'm gonna fucking help you. That's end of the story. But for me to like sit down and hey, so uh, your blood pressure is 190 over 180. That's pretty high. Yeah, you should go see the doctor, not see me. Oh, I don't know. You know, oh, okay. I'm um, so I'm doing that, and uh, we'll see. See what happens. Now I'm gonna physically go there to the place that I've applied to and hand them my resume like a person instead of just doing it on Indeed. It's cool, I guess, and easier to do it online. But you know, why not? Some people, I don't know. Maybe they appreciate a, a person coming in and they could look at it on a piece of paper because that's how I do it. Like if I see an email, remember I crank. I get emails for like internships or. 
um, applications for jobs. I rarely call them back because I'm terrible at that. Like I'm terrible at emails and, and text messaging. I'm terrible. But if you came in and like, yo, here's my resume. And it was like, even on like a piece of paper, I, I would probably look at it faster than looking at it on Indeed or what was the other one? Monster.com. Is that even alive still? Monster.com. That's where I got my, my first job was on Monster.com. So we'll do it uh, like that. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm okay. I'm on less medication. Um, I'm doing jujitsu, which is awesome. It's fucking awesome, guys. I wish I could tell you how not awesome it is, but it's fucking awesome. Like, I hate it because I know nothing. Um, and I'm scared almost every time I, I fucking go into class. Um, you know, insecure. Just feel not confident in everything. But the, the, the environment's great. You know, everyone's very nice, and I, I learn a lot. So I can't take that away from, from them. And, um, I can't take that away from the sport. Uh, there's one... I keep looking that way because there's fucking a guy walking over there. And I wish I could turn my camera and show it, but that's a waste of time. But there's some guy walking back and forth in the field, and it's freaking me out a little bit. So I keep seeing so. Um, and uh, it's good. It keeps me straight. Not that I'm not straight. Not that I'm not gay either, but it keeps me focused. It helps me uh, move along my day. It helps me with my anxiety. It's very beneficial. It's very helpful because it also makes me want to be better at something. I think that's the most important part, right? Jiu-jitsu is great in all on its own, but if you could find something that makes you want to be better and striving to be better, it gives you a goal. It gives you a value. It gives you some progress. You know, something that you could check mark. Like, I'm getting better because I'm going more frequently. I'm getting better because I actually give a shit. Like, like I'm getting better because it's helping me keep my mind off my, my mind. You know, and that's definitely the things that you got, you want to look for when you're looking for something to help you. And for me, jujitsu has definitely helped me in that way and is continuing to help me that way because I want to be better. Like, I want to be good at it. You know, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be the best at it because there's no such thing, right? But I want to be good. I want to be able to feel comfortable and confident in, in, in the sport, in the art. And uh, I respect that. So I'm going to take a quick break because uh, the camera's going to run out. All right, and we are back. Um, I have here written down some things because I don't have my phone because my kids have my phone. In order for me to record, um, I have them on the phone. One's on the phone, one's watching TV uh, because I need a half an hour to be able to do this, and I couldn't do it on Monday. I just didn't feel good yesterday, and I know it would have been garbage. It would have been a garbage podcast if I did it yesterday. And usually I do it on Mondays, right? I take off jujitsu. But you know, the house, everyone was here in the house. Um, we took the kids out, and Phoenix was sick. So Phoenix has been like, he's nasty sick. So, you know, I don't want to neglect them and, and just do a shitty podcast for, for no reason. So they have it. So I have to write it down in like the little memes. I would like to have like a flip and just be able to like go through these things that I kind of use. Um, no, things, things that I use. But um, these are the things, or the the pictures, the memes, uh, whatever you want to call the infographics that I found very useful. Now, what I didn't do is I didn't write down where I got them from. So I apologize, and if you're mad, go fuck yourself. So it doesn't matter. You're probably not listening anyway. So I got these things that I, that I saw. Uh, one I do remember where I got it from, but the other ones I don't. So in this one is great because in a tough time, you get lost. 
right? In a tough time, your mind goes in way crazy directions, super crazy directions. So to some directions where you're like, is this even me? Is this even my thoughts anymore? What the fuck is going on here? Right? In those moments where I feel my mind scattering and going into different places that are not good, it's almost very scary. Right? It's like, how can I control these? These are the four, even more so, but these are the four things that I saw in this picture that um, I definitely say to myself. And I guess you could call them mantras if you want to, if you're yogi-ish, if you're a yoga, yoga guy, person, girl, whatever, whatever you are, binary, fucking who cares. Um, one, this is temperance. Let me, let me start over before I go into my rant. These are the four things that it's said to do. This is temporary. It won't last forever. So it's something you kind of say to yourself. This is temporary. It won't last forever. Number two, I have the strength to get through this. Pretty simple, right? I have the strength to get through this. I take things day to day. Day to day. I say that a lot now. Day to day, if not hour to hour, honestly. And number four, um, this one I like the most. I'm doing what I can. I'm doing the best I can, however that may look like right now. Again, I'm doing the best I can, however that may look like right now. Which means, some people have trouble getting out of bed. Right? They literally can't get out of bed because their anxiety is so bad or depression is so bad. Like They can't. So they're doing the best they can by being alive. You know, you have to think about it that way. Some people will be like, oh my God, what a lazy piece of shit. They're staying inside. They're not doing it. They don't even want to be better. They can be worse. Right? They can be worse. Them being in bed and just staying there and living is the best they can do that day. And you can't shun them for that. You know, and you can't make fun of them for that. Trust me, if I didn't fucking experience it, I probably would have. You know, if it was me like fucking 10 years ago, I'd probably be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? Get up, get out of bed. Maybe you need that person. Maybe some people need that person. But there's some people that are so willful that they don't want to. They don't want to change. And if not, they can't. Because in their mind, it's just not working that way. But being in bed and laying there and surviving 24 hours, that's progress for them. You know, that's, a, that's the best that they can do that day. And I don't know where I'm going with that. But that was just kind of important for me to say, only because I feel that people with mental health issues and, and depression or even suicidal tendencies get looked at differently. Right? They, they get looked at as if they should wear black with black eyeliner and they should be you know, slicing their wrists all the time and just be miserable and listening to music or maybe drawing with char- charcoal. Right, you get this stigma that kind of falls into this subject, I guess the word is. And people want you out of it. People are like, why can't they just be better? Why can't they just do this? Why don't they just go see a doctor? Why don't they just go see a therapist? Yes, because those are easy things to say. Right? They're very easy to say. Saying things is very easy. But doing things... 
that's the difficult part. Right? That's the hard part for them. That's the hard part for us. You don't think they want to be better? You don't think they don't know that they're hurting? You don't think they don't know that they seem like they're, they're lazy pieces of garbage that no one cares about them? Because that's what they feel. And then you get people that say, why don't you just do this? Because it's not that easy. You know, saying it is easy. Doing it isn't. That's just like the, the memes. Right? You read the memes and you say these things. Like, positivity is positivity. Keep positive all day. Easy to say. But you're the one at lunch fucking hammering someone miserably and being negative to yourself and hating yourself. But you're, you're trying so hard to be positive and you say it, but you're not doing it. And that's where the problem occurs. Right? We say all these things and we vocalize and we put this impression of who we think we are, what we are, and what we do, and the attitudes we have. But on the flip side, you're a complete hot mess. And that's why you read those things, and that's why you do those things, but you don't do anything about it. You don't take the action. You don't, I don't mean it in that way. Like You don't take the steps needed to feel better, even just a little bit. It's not going to solve the problem. It's not going to solve the world, but we don't want to take those steps to even just feel a little bit better. And I find that difficult to I find it difficult to um I lost my train of thought. I lost it. It's gone. But I guess I could read this next one because it, it kind of it hits me since I was I was there, right? I was at that point. And most people will never understand what it's like to be at that point of I want to disappear. No one understands. Not many. Now, I don't want to say no one. Not many understand. So this one says, and if it's too graphic for you, then fast forward. Because I'm going to talk about what it is I'm going to talk about. Suicide is not a choice. Most of the time, people that don't want to die, they just want their pain to end. Suicide is not a choice. Most of the time... People don't want to die. They just want their pain to end. And I take like a, a breath and a moment there because it's very, very true. It's not that they want to disappear to prove people wrong or they want to disappear because they want to die. I don't think anyone wants to. Maybe a couple of people just fucking want to, but there's a reason why, and it's because they want whatever pain they have inside to stop. You know, the pain hurts so bad that it makes you want to disappear. I don't think people know how hard how hard it has to be to feel that way, to completely wipe yourself off this face of this earth. Like, for me personally, it got to the point where voices in my head wouldn't stop. And it, it, it would cause this pain. It was sharp. It was annoying. It was almost like I couldn't control myself. It was almost like there were ghosts and, like, people talking to me. And it was very loud. But you're in silence. It's fucking five, four something in the morning, five in the morning. There's no one around, but all you can hear are voices. 
All you can hear is this, this stress and this pain, and you just want it to stop because it wakes you up at night. And you don't know, you feel like someone's, you look outside the window thinking like there's people talking or like there's a party going on and then you open the door and no one's there. So you cover your head with the pillow and you put a fucking sleeping mask on or you put headphones on to try to make the voices go away and the sounds to go away and the pain to go away. But it doesn't go away. And it's difficult to deal with. So a lot of times we think that people that are contemplating suicide is that there's something wrong with them. No, maybe they're just hurting really bad. And no one cares enough to talk to them. Or no one cares enough to even see what's going on because they assume that they'll be okay. They're strong. And it goes back to that even mantra, right? It's like, I'm strong enough to be. And some people don't worry about you because you do perceive yourself to be as strong as you can be. Right, you do per- you do make yourself be perceived as someone that is strong, but in that case, you're not. You're super weak. You're super alone, and that's in your mind. You can have a thousand friends, a thousand friends, fucking right in front of you. You still feel alone. It doesn't matter what's being perceived, right? It doesn't matter what you say or see. It's the actions behind it. If you know someone who's been super outgoing and, you know, someone that you kind of always hung out with and just had that energy and all of a sudden it started to change and whether it went to anger or whether it went to being quiet or being more alone, those are little flags that maybe you should see what's up. Not accuse them of being this or that, just what's up? And they might not say anything. Right? And they don't want an answer. They don't want answers. They just want someone to fucking be there just to just to do nothing. I had a friend that was like, hey, you want to go take a walk? Fuck, yes, I do. For what? Nothing. It's snowing out. It's snowing out. But you know what? I need to go for a walk. And I need to go talk to someone. What are we talking about? It doesn't matter. It never did. But the fact that that friend was there to take a walk helped me more than anyone else can think of. Just being with other people sometimes isn't enough. You know, just surrounding yourself with humans sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes it's when the human says, are you okay? Anything we could do? Anything you want to do? No? All right, cool. But just kind of annoyingly asks again. Then you kind of fall in. You know, and everyone's different. Everyone's different. Like, I almost cried, by the way, a thousand times. So, it's just one of those things where we never know, right? We never know if someone's really hurting that bad because they're really good at putting a face on it because not everyone just sits there and looks miserable. Not everyone just sits there and looks pale and 
doesn't talk to anyone with no, you know, no eye contact and just kind of hangs out by themselves. Not everyone does that. There are people that are suicidal. There are people that are depressed that look like fucking they're having a blast. They look like they're having the greatest time on earth. Because all the front. Because they're trying. They're trying. At least they're trying to feel better. You know, they're trying to mask whatever it is they're feeling inside. And then when they get home by themselves, that's when the crazy starts. That's when the downfall hits. That's when people are at their lowest. Because now they don't have that. They don't have to put up a front anymore. But most people won't ask them, what's up? You good? Yeah, I'm cool. You know, because we just think like, eh, we don't need to I don't need to check on them. They're cool. It's like, maybe they're not. Maybe they're having a tough time at home. Maybe they lost someone. Maybe they lost a job. Maybe something's going on at work. Maybe something's going on with their family. But why would they let you in? You know, because they don't want to be a burden. They don't want to be a, a pain on your side because they don't want you to have to worry about them. Like I said, it's a hard, it's a hard um, bridge to cross, but this little little thing that if you do know someone, you know that kind of acts one way and now starting to act a different way, I would just check. Or if you know someone that has a tendency to fall down or fall apart, I would just check on them. It doesn't have to be crazy. Sometimes it's a, a little hey, and these days just text message, right? Text is fucking easy. Super easy. Just text them. That's it. But at least it's something. You know, I always say something is better than nothing. I didn't even know I was gonna think about going this far deep into into today's podcast, but it's uh it's kinda rolling the way it rolls, you know, and that's that's kinda how uh how it's gonna be. I'm going to go back to this mantra. I'm going to get off this suicide one because I think I talked enough about that. But the mantra um, is something that I, I definitely do for myself. Like This is not temporary. This is temporary. It won't last forever. I say that a lot, especially when I have really high anxiety because it's a really terrible feeling, right? <laughs> Having anxiety and almost moving into a panic attack. It's not fun. For these guys that have anxiety, we all know it's not fun. And it's not just like a little anxiety, like, oh my God, I have to give uh I have to give an, a presentation in front of class. I'm talking about like anxiety about living. Like I'm here and I'm I'm on earth still and why am I still on earth? How is this how am I still living on earth? And how and then all of a sudden your fucking feels like the world's collapsing inside you and you can't breathe. You can't stop thinking and you start thinking about weird shit. That's the mantra where I say, this is temporary, it won't last forever. It's like a bad high. Not that if you guys ever smoked or have done any uh, drugs before, but I've smoked and I've done um, a stupid hash brownie that I didn't do on purpose, but that was really bad. It was a really bad experience. It was a really bad high. But the only thing I remember is saying to myself that you just got to ride this out. This is temporary. You just got to ride it out. Nothing bad's going to happen, right? Nothing bad's gonna happen. If it was another drug, then maybe, then maybe something bad might happen. But like, according to statistics, no one's have ever died from, um, maybe not many have died from overdose of marijuana. Now it's not a, an overdose. I just had a bad high, and it's like it's kind of the same thing. You just kind of have to ride it out and and ride that wave until it's over, and it's gonna be over soon. You know, 
and having the strength um, to get through this. That's the second one. Like, you're strong. You're strong. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Breathe. You can do this. You can do this. You can just breathe. And it's a mantra that I kind of say to myself all the time, especially when I'm in uh, panic mode. Day. Big time panic mode. And then day to day, right? Day by day. That's it. Because I think so much into the future, it's stupid. I think so much into the future, it's dumb. Like, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? How can we do this? And then way back into the past, too. It used to be, used to be, used to be, used to be. I used to be, used to be. Like, that's how it works. And I practice allowing myself to live day to day. Even moment to moment now. You know, like right now, I think about what's going to happen. How am I going to put this up? You know, is my Wi-Fi going to drop again? And I was like, no, motherfucker. Like, sit here. You're filming. That's it. That's all we're doing. I'm filming. I'm right here. And I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. All right. All right. All right. So, let's see. Oh, okay. I actually just opened the book because I was going to read something. But I think this one is a little bit more relevant um, to what we're talking about. Interesting. Very Interesting. I just opened it. Oh, by the way, it's two 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 two. Ain't that crazy? February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. Is it two twenty two? No, it's twelve twenty two. What? Close enough. It's twelve twenty two. No, fucked up. The one fucked up the number. Are you supposed to like play the lottery today or some shit? It's two 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 two. What are we supposed to do? Pray? Are we supposed to like get down? Are we supposed to go outside when the moon comes out and get down on our knee? Macarena, macarena. No. Cool. All right. Are we supposed to? I'll stop. January 18th, 2021. You think I'm happy every day? Most people do. Because I can fake it. I have to. The show must go on. I'm not going to lie. I'm a very happy person. I'm a pleasant person. I'm a caring person. But I do live in my mind. And like Keith Caputo says, my mind is dangerous. Keith Caputo is the lead singer of Life of Agony and or not no more, um, now solo artist, a.k.a. Keith Caputo, a.k.a. Oh, I forgot her name now. He's, uh, he changed, he, he changed sexes, and he's, uh, Catherine? Nah, whatever. It's a place that no one understands but me. It keeps me up at night. It terrorizes me in the middle of the night and wakes me up early. The highs and lows is what they say. From feelings, you can't do anything. To completely falling on your face and being okay with that. One second, you're the human torch. The next moment, you're the invisible woman. Someone help me, please. That's uh, a blurb. Like I said, some things make sense, some don't. But people think I'm happy. I was just talking about this. People think I'm happy. You know, I crank, I'm happy. Um, Coach Pete, he's good, he's making jokes, He's he seems happy, but inside I still live in my brain, and no one understands that place but me, so I could act how I want to all day long, right, I could give you a perception of what you think I, I should be, or what I want you to think I am, or what I'm really fighting for to make myself feel better. But deep down inside, I need help, and I'm asking for it. All inside this journal, the more I read it, the more 
I understand I definitely type terribly and even the editors didn't catch some of the, the typos, but even more importantly, I needed help and I was asking for it. But I wouldn't but I wouldn't ask for it. I would ask my journal, I would ask the gods, I would ask someone to help me. But I never asked a person for help. And that's what I mean. Like you never know. You never know who's hurting. So assuming is probably the worst thing that we can do. And I'm going to end it on that. All right, guys. So thank you so much for coming out to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. If you know someone that just seems different or you know someone that is going through a tough patch, not that they have to vocalize it. You know if, you know if someone loses someone. You never know the relationship they've had with that person. Check on that fucking person. Sometimes the person has to be super close. Maybe it was someone that meant some, something to them. You know, someone lost anything. A job. A human being. A pet. That shit hurts for a long time. You know, that shit hurts for a long time. And they won't let you in. They won't let you know. Check on them. Say what's up. Go for a coffee. I don't know. Do something. Just don't sit there and assume that they're okay. That's the one thing I heard a lot about. When when I got out of the hospital and people reached out, a lot of people, well, thank you for reaching out first. A lot of people assumed I was okay. Or when Crank closed, people messaged me and they said, you're Pete, I don't have to worry about you. Everything's going to be all right. That was the most painful messages. When people are like, you're Pete, you're strong. Everything's going to be all right. I don't have to worry about you. I was like, yes, you do. You have to. I was trying to end this podcast, right? Yes, you do. I wish you did. <laughs> I wish you helped me. You know? So, But I'm still here, and that's, that's the most important thing. And hopefully I'm here to help uh, other people, and hopefully you guys get something out of this. Otherwise, I don't know. I just do it because I care. You know? I do this because I give a shit. And hopefully this reaches one person that is just having a tough time. And hopefully helps them hang on tight. You know? This is episode number 37. If you can, go to patreon.com slash jersey to Vegas. Become a patron. Come on down, support the channel. You know why? I don't know. Because I got to pay for shit. You know, it would be nice. It would be, be helpful. Because um, I just push my money out that I don't got. And uh, it'll help keep the channel alive. Even though I won't shut it down. Just go. I'll go into debt with this channel. And Nat will hate my guts for the rest of my life. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Episode number 37, Jersey to Vegas. If this was too dark, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Sorry, Nat. Sorry. But I'm cool with that. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Pete, you can follow him on Instagram at Pete Isop. Thanks again, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.